Greetings. Happy Thursday. Thank you for tuning in here today on Blaze TV. I am Steve Dace. He is Todd Erzin. He is Aaron McIntyre. She is Jill Savage, Blaze TV contributor. She'll be joining us for the Dace Group here momentarily. It is my final day down in Dallas. Uh, Todd and Aaron remain back in Des Moines. Jill, of course, lives in Nashville. We're going to be giving you now. We spent yesterday uh, going over uh, the election and the results themselves. Uh, Today, we'll be spending the Dace Group with a roundtable conversation looking ahead to the future and what we think that means. We'll also get to some feedback Friday, your responses to us. I'll be getting to that here in the second hour of the show. If you're thinking, like what Daniel Horowitz said on our show yesterday, man, the economy here, things are going to get even worse given the way we're voting. Well, yeah. I mean, did you guys see the Fed announced a rate hike (laughs) after the day out? All right, it's all clear. All right. Go ahead, jack up them rates. They're okay with it. Yeah, here we go. Folks, that's why you want to talk to our friends over at Bullion Max. Find out why those who are smart, uh, who are not penny-wise and pound-foolish, why they have been using gold and silver and uh, rare precious metals and commodities to protect their prosperity from government debasement schemes and inflation for centuries, why it's the ultimate hedge against governments gone wild. They'll get you started today at Bullion Max with their silver starter kit that includes that uh, popular American Eagle, American Eagle, I should say. No, that was a Freudian <laughs> slip. Uh, American Eagle silver starter uh, coin and much more. And they'll give it to you at employee pricing. They can't do it any more inexpensive than that. When you go to bullionmax.com slash Steve. Again, that's bullionmax.com slash Steve. The offer's so good, though, they limit it to just one per household, please, at bullionmax.com slash Steve. So let us begin. We, it, we're not going to do the week that was. Let's do the country that is. So this week, we're going to have more of a free-flowing conversation. I have four questions that I, I think we need to answer here, and then I'll have a forced prediction for everybody at the end. And sort of a modified day group. You know what we should do so that all righteousness is satisfied, Aaron? Huh. We should run the intro. It is time for the day group. Yeah, we should do that. I even <laughs> had it ready. I even had it ready. But not ready enough. All right, there it is. So let's get to it. Question one. This is now where we look ahead to the future. Fill in the blank. Based on these election results, the immediate future of America is blank. Jill, ladies first, and you're the guest anyway. So you've got something new to say that our audience hasn't heard yet. You begin. I would say the future of America, if you look at it, is going to be business as usual for the last two years. Because did we go through and punish Joe Biden or the Democrats? No. In fact, they're going to ratchet it up. This is usually where we'd say, hey, it's a 10 on the on the weekly scale. This is going to be way past a 10 for what the Democrats are going to feel like they are empowered to do. Even though they didn't win, they didn't lose as big as we thought they would. I think that you have to look at Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, that whole situation in a completely different light now. I think that Hunter Biden, they're going to sweep that back under the rug where it came from. Because if you're Joe Biden, I don't really see the Democrats 
having to force him out. We're going to get weakened at Bernie's, I think, now for two more years because the alternative with Kamala Harris is even worse. We're going to continue to see the mail-in votes coming in in the blue states. None of that is going to change. And when you look at the country as a whole, the SSFBI has already been out in full force. We saw Joe Biden in that speech in front of the red wall coming out and saying that mega Republicans are a threat to our democracy. And the low information voters gobbled that up. When, when you look at it, they didn't take the alternative to the Democrats. Everybody came out in the, the exit polls and said the Democrats and the direction of the country is not heading where we want it to go. Usually, we would see them switch over to the Republican Party. We did not see that. So it's not enough just not to be the Democrats anymore. We need decisive leadership from Republicans. And you saw that with Ron DeSantis in that gigantic victory that he had down there in Florida. It looks like, as of this moment, that Carrie Lake will be the winner in Arizona. That's where we find the hope, I think, is Ron DeSantis, Carrie Lake, those people that are going to go out and be bold. That is what America is looking for. And for, for our sake, that is the future for our, the America that we are looking for. Okay. Todd, same question to you. Based on these election results, the immediate future of America is blank. The exact same thing as it was uh, before the election. As we talked about yesterday, this is, in so many meta respects, nothing's nothing's changed. The, the and it was just alluded to there by Jill that the 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 base kind of flimsy capacity to just like okay, well this seems bad right there. Let's go try the other guy and keep toggling back and forth. That isn't even there anymore for the for the cult which is why they are a cult they they want what they want there is nothing about our co- current political paradigm that is uh the traditional menu that caused that toggling back and forth that can be shaped manipulated um talking point into getting the silent majority in action the silent majority is there's two there's two cults one of them is is the woke cult the other one is this silent majority that looks how it was treated in places because there's there's people in michigan there's people in new york there's people in california that want another way but they here they are living as serfs in states in the United States of America. And nothing about this election, not only did it change that, it, it perhaps embedded it even more. You, hmm. you, 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 we're dealing with addictive behavior. The, 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 you, you, you feel like a victim. And yes, we have all this stuff. And all this um, comfort, but you you talk. I'm out there all the time with all different kinds of people, and they're just general. They live their lives as victims, as parents within the soccer club or things like that, and it consumes you. It just consumes you to the point that 
the mere thought of taking action in a way that takes you out of that is just it's it, it's too dangerous you've managed to turn your insecurities into your power in many places in america i know i said that yesterday but it's still something i'm fleshing out in my mind after seeing what happened in the election of its in, in and of itself and we, and then man steve when you when you threw down that live on air and i hadn't seen it the brad wilcox statistic about unmarried women what do you do with that what do you do with that male and female he created them to be together and we are at war with each other existentially this is a gigantic problem aaron same question to you now uh based on these election results the immediate future of america is what blank I want to say a bad word, but I don't think I should. So without it's the same it's the same as it ever was and more. Um it's bust. It's bust. It's business as usual and as as Jill said, it's business as usual because the business as usual is busting. I mean, we are a broken and completely degenerative people as a whole. So it's busting. I mean, that's our future. If there was ever, as I said on the show yesterday, if there was ever a time for, in mass, people of different maybe political persuasions to, to start pulling in somewhat the same direction, it's paying, a, you know, it's paying twice as much for eggs and milk. Can we just agree on that? Apparently we can't. Hmm. Apparently we're going to trade... Apparently, we're going to keep the eggs and milk for twice as what we paid them just so we can make sure we can kill babies. And if we can't kill the babies, we can trans them later. We're beyond can't share a country with this. You've got to set up outposts. And outposts that, you know, actually matter. Um, We got into that a, a ton, but... To boil this to boil this down again, we're 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 busting. That's that's America's future right now, and it's the same as it was the day before yesterday. I would answer uh, the immediate future of America is irre- irrevocably balkanized, pending a transformational leader. Meaning that the the best chance we have of transcending this we're beyond polarization as i've talked about before we are at balkanization and what do i mean by that you're this is where you have um different cultures not just different ethnicities not just different nationalities different cultures with wholly different value systems sharing a landmass that's what i mean and and they realize that the values they have collectively are not reconcilable and so they they live in their silos to insulate themselves from the from the other uh, values that they detest seeping in. And I think the only chance we have of transcending that is if somebody like Ron DeSantis or Carrie Lake were to get elected president, and it, and it would likely happen similar to the margins that each of those two are going to win their, their, uh, their first terms as governor with. I mean, DeSantis was less than 30,000. 
you know, when you look at the math with lakes, you might be looking at a finish somewhere in that neighborhood. So you barely win. And then you get in there and govern so well that a lot of people now see you differently than they did before on a personal level. You transcend the balkanization, right? I thought an important point that Daniel Horowitz made on our show yesterday is that on a Florida level, Ron DeSantis had momentous, um, uh, he had momentous uh, uh, coattails. But when it came to voting for Republicans for office in Congress, they didn't flip as many seats as they had thought. The people in Palm Beach went out and voted for Ron DeSantis and then voted against the Republican congressional nominee. Because to them, he was just another Republican that they hate. Ron DeSantis is the guy that kept the state open. Ron DeSantis is the guy that saved the children from uh, the meatball surgery. Uh, you know, Ron DeSantis stopped the groomers. And now we say this as people who are informed and we're like, well, wait a minute. That's what you like about the guy. But then you want the Democrats who are for that stuff to represent you in Congress. It makes no sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. Idolatry doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. What we're really saying is, can you produce a leader capable of transcending the idolatry? And they won't be able to do that in their first win. They're going to have to literally cobble together 270 electoral college votes somewhere. Frankly, similar to what Trump did in 2016, when in four states by 78,000 votes. Just figuring out how to, you know, angel pins on the head of a knife, threading needles, you know, camels through the eye of a needle, how to get to 270. And then when they get there, do such a damn good job that they now are no longer seen as part of the partisan process, but the solution to it. And they, they transcend that in the minds of voters. And, and now people feel like it's okay. It's okay to vote for things that I previously was uncomfortable with because I like the fact this guy saved us from, you know, what could have been the worst hurricane we've had, you know, in, in 20 years. And Trump was maybe on his way to doing that. Maybe. I mean, he's, he's always going to be limited by his personality. And as somebody who has a similarly belligerent personality, I get it. He was always going to be limited by his personality. But um, maybe he was on his way to doing that until March 16th of 2020. I'll get you guys' thoughts on that. And then we'll move to question two after we talk about our friends over at My Patriot Supply. Uh, right now, they're offering you $250 off a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. That's the nation's largest preparedness company. Each three-month kit is packed with breakfast, lunch, dinner, even drinks and snacks. So the full complement of the 2,000-plus calories you need. Should we get Let's Go Brandon with the food supply here since winter is coming? Because that could definitely be coming as well. Make sure you're prepared. You've got that peace of mind. Free shipping delivers discreetly. Three months of peace of mind that stays good for well over 20 years with proper storage. When you go to MyPatriotSupply.com, that's MyPatriotSupply.com. Quick thoughts on my answer before we move on to question two. A quick thought from each of you. Aaron. After yesterday, I so I, I said yesterday, crazy voice in my head that we're just so far gone that this is not going to be anything close to what we, what we were thinking. To me, that was a crazy voice. And the reason why you should listen to the crazy voices is because we live in crazy times right now. And that ended up being true. All that is to say, I am skeptical even now. I'm skeptical that a transformational leader is possible. And I'll just leave it at that. Jill? 
All right. Uh, Jill, you what do you think? We're so balkanized. Well, this was our chance to vote our way out of this. So as we continue down this road, what path do we have left? That's the thing that actually really scares me going forward with this is, you know, we this is the peaceful, easy way to get out of this. This was our, yeah. like, get out yep. of jail free, something that could tangibly satisfy the base for another two years and give us some of that real hope. So now... None of the answers yep. are good, as you like to say. Yeah. I mean, I, I could tell you what happens when you become this balkanized, but we all get deplatformed. Okay. Mm -hmm. So use your imagination and pop open a history book. Todd. Yeah, it's it possible for Ron DeSantis to have coattails all the way in Florida. Even when people, people honestly still don't know who Ron DeSantis is, and they're all consumed by uh, their id. I mean, really, this we have to our entire way of analyzing things. We're too really we're too smart by half because our expectations of people are just frankly still too high. Let's get to the second question, Todd. I'll come back to you and let you start with this one. Based on these re election results, the immediate future of the Republican Party is blank. Uh, King Kong ain't got nothing on me. That's a, the Republican Party, it, it's, it's, we don't do anything to the Republican Party. It, it just does stuff to us. It's, it's, it, Steve's absolutely right. It, it hates us as much or more than the left does. They're, they're, they're great at this. Just uh, ditch McConnell. Legend. They, they, they. Anybody with the track record that they have should be dead and gone and buried a long, long time ago. <laughs> it's and here they are, and and, and it's and, and we keep defaulting, and understandably so. They've got us to this place where we're damned if we do, we're damned if we don't. What other, what other? Where's the money come from if we abandon it? What other tool do we have to mobilize? Things like that. It's remarkable. It's truly remarkable. They win. They win. The party is not the people. It is this thing that simply does what it does. And that's, un that's undeniable at this point. This should have been like, new party, you're done. But the opposite is going to happen. We're done. It's we who are done, not it. Hmm. Aaron, the future, the immediate future of the Republican Party is fill in the blank. Um, it's, it's as an apparatus, it's toast. As an apparatus, I, I completely disagree with, with Todd on this one. As an apparatus, it's toast. And if I may, could I, could I tell a story? I, I told this once before. Uh, it's been a while. I think it's a great analogy. We had a, a dog when I was when I was growing up. We named him Charmin because we thought he looked like the dog on the Charmin commercials. Except we watched a Cottonelle commercial a few uh, months after we named him and realized we got that mixed up. But we kept him named Charmin anyway. Charmin grows up. I shoot a deer in the front yard with a twenty-two, mind you. Nobody will believe me, but it's true. With a twenty-two, I drag the carcass down to the pond. Charmin goes, finds the carcass, gorges himself on that, nearly kills himself because he ate too much food, but he got a taste of blood, and he was never the same dog after that. 
he would go and he would, I mean, it brought up, it brought out the wolf in him. He would just go and prowl. We couldn't keep him on a chain. And he would just prowl. And one day he walked off and he never came back. And I hope he found what he was looking for. But he was done with us. Donald Trump is that blood that the, that the base took a bite of. And we're not go- going to be the same. Look at the conversations that we have now. The bar, the bare minimum is Donald Trump. The expectations right. from the base. We got a taste of blood. We ain't never going back to that. I mean, I'm, I'm being asked if Ron DeSantis is a sellout because Paul Ryan uh, prefers him over Donald Trump. Like, the last four years didn't happen. Yeah. That, that goes to what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, whether or not it's uh, us being kept on, we're, you know, it's, it's kind of, ir- I guess I should say the apparatus is irrelevant now. That's probably the word that I'm looking for. Because we're off the chain, and if you try to put us back on the chain, we're going to break off eventually. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily a good thing. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, like I said, I don't know. I hope Charmin found what he's looking for. He's not here anymore. How'd you like that story? I actually think, I, 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 I love that story every time you tell it. I, I think you're actually both right, except I can't figure out how to reconcile both of those things at the same time, but they both sound right to me. Um, Jill, what's your answer? What, the immediate future of the Republican Party is blank. Is be bold or go home. I'm in agreement with Aaron on this one because when I look at it, my thoughts, just looking at it from last night to this morning, is post-Trump, we don't have to take what the GOP gives us anymore. It, we're not going to vote for all these rhinos that come out. And at the same time, it's it's what Trump gave us. But then on the other hand, it's Trump isn't quite the kingmaker that we thought that he was going to be in this election cycle. Dr. Oz, you look at him, and I'm glad that he lost. We don't have to deal with him for the next six years. But he was a Trump-selected candidate in that race. It couldn't have been a worse selection for him. But we look at it, and we say, okay, we want bold leadership. And the, the people that have gone out and done so were rewarded last night with with good margins of victory. Carrie Lake outstanding because of all the crap that's going on in Maricopa County right now. Hopefully that all gets resolved. But when I look at the GOP, I don't know what the future of it is beyond just you better be more than just a clear alternative to the Democrats. You better go out there and give us something that we need that red blood that Aaron was referring to. We can't have this conversation without a Trump conversation. Because for a lot of people, the Republican Party is Trump and Trump is the Republican Party or Trump is their antidote to the Republican Party. What do you think the last 48 hours? So question within a question, because we have time here for still in the second segment. What do you think the last 48 hours have been like inside the inner sanctum of Mar-a-Lago? Who wants to tackle that one first? I'll look at it and say the the tweet that you talked about with Kaylee McEnany going through and saying Trump should not be present for the Georgia runoff for the Senate there, that he shouldn't announce before that, and that it should actually go through and be Ron DeSantis that does it instead. I mean, that was somebody within the Trump White House. You would think that she would know Trump pretty well, and, and with her being on Fox News now, has a you know, pretty decent pulse of what the country looks at on a daily basis with their new selections. 
I look at Ron DeSantis and I say, okay, that, that margin of victory, Trump came out and the Ron DeSanctimonious comment that he made, Trump is not one that will go through it and turn on his words, but he he had to hear, hear heard it from enough people because the next day he came out and said, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to be voting for Ron DeSantis, the governor in my state. It's to me, when I look at all of this, it's, it's Trump going out on a limb and testing okay, what's going to work in this cycle? And he hasn't gotten the returns that I think he has been expecting thus far with the L, with the Ron DeSantis stuff, him being told, hey, just stay where you are. We don't need you to come out for this election cycle. But him still being so narcissistic that he's going to say, I am the best man for the job. I think he's been walking you guys think I think he's been walking around the halls asking people, what do you think a better evil nickname is for Ron than DeSanctimonious? And I'm serious. We, we read, and we had to give up on it, we read Scott Atlas's book here. And after every chapter, after every week, before we finally gave up, we kept looking at ourselves and saying, how was this the actual White House? We kept having expectations. It couldn't be that bad. It was worse than we thought. Why are we thinking there's sobriety? going on and it was something deeply reflective in the last 24 hours of this he's just going to do what he wants to do i think todd is is probably right here i mean this is trying to deduce what donald trump is thinking or saying or doing at any given moment uh is trying to to nail jello to the wall it's it's just an impossible task if you put a gun to my head it would be something along the lines of, so which state should we barnstorm first and when should we do it? He's already thinking about the process of the primaries, I, I would guess, any, anyway. I will tell you guys, I won't tell you who it is, at least not on the air. I'll tell you off the air if you want, if you want me to. Yesterday, I had uh, someone tell me that they went down and had a meeting with Trump. Uh, this was about three months ago. They went down to the Mar-a-Lago to have a meeting with Trump. Uh, to kind of sell him on the the initiative that they were doing. And in the conversation, he was basically DeSantis-obsessed out of nowhere, brought his name up out of nowhere, and was looking at his, you know, the, the advisors and people in the room that were around him and was like, well, you know, we're, we're over that guy now. We moved on from that uh, Florida guy, so we can talk about stuff like this, right? We're beyond that DeSantis guy. I mean, and he was just thrown, he was just, he, this, this guy told me he could not believe that, you know, this was June, July, I think it was, uh, he told me that this happened, that even then, uh, he just seemed to be DeSantis-obsessed even then. Any thoughts on that? I think that's a subtle, my gut reaction to this, and it could be completely off-base, that's a subtle tell that he knows he failed during COVID, to me. Maybe he doesn't put that many, uh, draw that many lines but to me, that's a subtle tell that he he knows what his base thinks of him in terms of COVID. And that's a bad if that's correct, that's a bad look, because that makes everything he said about his handling of the pandemic just that much worse. I love that after the show, I'll tell you who issues. it was and you'll know that it was correct, by the way. Sorry about that, Joe. Go ahead. Pardon me. That's okay. I was just going to say, I love that Aaron thinks that it, it's issues based because I think it's more Ron DeSantis is 44, True. younger and attractive. And I think that Trump would go, oh, you know what? That guy, you know, 
I got Ted Cruz. I, that's okay. I, I could I could edge him out still being an older man. But Ron DeSantis, ooh, that might be tough. I don't think that it's really issues-based, like we've all been saying with Trump. In his mind, he's going to be like, oh, I don't know. You know, the ladies, they might like him. I really think that it's going to be that shallow. Oh, count on shallow. We're just, and we're going to find out if because if he got behind DeSantis right now, a, a great deal of his legacy uh, could be saved by being that 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 level of statesman. Is that even within his lexicon, though? Would he rather go down and take everything down, everybody down with him, because he wants another shot at the belt? Trust me. It, I mean, you can count on shallow. All right, I got a, I got a minute and a half here. Let's do an exit question. True or false? Six months from now, the right will be in an all-out civil war because of Trump versus DeSantis. Think I'm overstating it. Think I'm stating it correctly. True. Just stating it. True. True or false? What do you think? True. Aaron, you're a true yep. six months from now. Absolutely. So by next spring. Okay. I, I just think Todd. I, I I don't think Go ahead, Aaron. Every, Go everything ahead. everything with Trump, you know, sometimes we get the good stuff, but when it comes to uh dynamics of, of parties and people, seem seemingly draws out the worst in everybody. All right, Todd. So we're already in a civil war. That's what the Rep- the Republican Party is doing things to us. We're we're, we're talking about that. Yeah, every the Republican day. Party is the perpetual civil war. It's the Tea Party. It's yes. the establishment. It's grassroots. It's, it's Trump. It's MAGA. It's not new. The names and factions and the iterations change. It's it it, it is a consistent, concurrent, existent civil war. Jill, yes. quickly, true or false? True. I think that the Trump loyalists are Trump loyalists to the end, whether it's Ron coming in or not. Man, I hope you're all wrong. I don't think I can do it, man. Because I know. It's going to be dumb. It's going to be so dumb. It's going to be so dumb. (laughs) The Steve Day Show. (laughs) All right, back here on a special post-election edition of the day group here it's not your weekly look at the week that was this time uh, we are looking forward to the future that now is on the brink after these election results we'll get back to that here in just a moment but first a reminder there sadly are not too many options for you to do business these days with people who don't hate you which is why when said option presents itself take advantage of it one place it does thankfully is with an item we all need to use these days. That's our mobile phone. Make the switch to our friends at Patriot Mobile. Get the exact same coverage probably or thereabouts from what you're getting from the communist carrier you have today because everybody pretty much uses the exact same towers and networks nowadays. So you don't have to worry about losing service. Uh, and you might pick up better customer service. They've got a fantastic customer service team. I know what you're thinking, man. It would be a huge hassle to make this switch. Our family thought the same thing. For too long, we finally made the switch. We couldn't believe how well they pulled it off. And I, I've heard from so many of you that have learned the same thing when you made the switch to Patriot Mobile. If you're a veteran or first responder, let them know when you go to make the switch. They've got extra special uh, discounts for you as a way of saying thank you for your service. For the rest of, for the rest of you, they, they offer you a free activation with the offer code Steve. A free activation with the offer code Steve, when you go to patriotmobile.com slash Steve or call them at 972-PATRIOT. Again, that's patriotmobile.com slash Steve or call them at 972-PATRIOT. 
All right, let's bring back in Todd Aaron and Blaze TV contributor Jill Savage as we continue our roundtable conversation on the what now. The aftermath was yesterday's show. The what now and what's next is what we're discussing today on a post-election edition of the Dace Group. Third question, and I'll start this one with you, Aaron. What trend line that we're not looking at now or maybe not looking at hard enough do you see becoming a big story or issue in 2023 because of this election? I think I th- that's difficult to say. I, I would like to say Hispanics, but that's not really something that's not on anybody's radar. I, I think something that we'll have to watch, and I thought about this a couple of times during yesterday's show. It's, I, I figured we would get to it on today's show, so I didn't say anything about it. How committed are... Gen Z, how committed are they to showing up for Democrats? Because you could make the argument, and it might, might, might be the only argument, actually. Gen Z is the reason why we had the, the result that we had yesterday. Is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Roe was overturned, and they've had massive spending. I mean, you look at Kansas. Look at Kansas, where they had the referendum on baby killing a few months ago during, I think, the primaries, Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Or maybe uh, something else, but that didn't go. That didn't go pro-lifers' way. Maybe we should have looked at that as a bellwether. So I, I would say, how committed is this? Just a one-time phenomenon? Everybody's juiced up, jacked up because of the overturn of Roe, or is this going to become a new thing with Gen Z, where they are just, you know, our grandparents let go of the rope, and here we're here to finish the job? Is that kind of where we're going here? Okay. Jill, what say you? No, that's exactly the road that I was going to go down with this because I I look at this and say with Gen Z at at church when I'm there, it's one of these things that they won't even shake hands anymore at church. And I, I just can't get over how committed they are to all of the craziness that is happening right now. And with all of the the youth in in what they are able to do, it's kind of interesting just to see the way that they were coming out to vote uh, in in the larger numbers. And I, I couldn't have predicted that that the abortion issue would have been the the thing that would get them to come out to the polls uh, in the in the numbers the way that they did. But the other thing is with with the COVID stand stuff. We know that there's the Republicans, and there's nothing more that they like to do than vote when there's no meaning behind the votes. We saw that with Obamacare a bunch of times. Um, but they, Show they're votes, gonna yeah. Vote, they're going to vote against COVID and, and everything and try and come up with, with everything that they can to push back against COVID, Stan, because there's not going to be a meaningful outcome that they have to be worried about at this point in time. So for the next two years... The Republicans will have that opportunity to go through and stand tall against COVID when when there's nothing that's ever going to happen from it. That's especially true with with a much narrower House majority. There will be showboats galore to for people trying to build their liberty scores on low lying fruit. On, on that one, I I think you're right about that, Todd. What do you think will be the trend line we're not talking about now or not talking about enough that we'll be talking about plenty next year? I I think it's if people like Chip Roy, Rand Paul, 
Ron Johnson, excited. Uh, how far are they willing to go? Because it it really needs to be like there is no tomorrow. There is only but today kind of thing. And trust that the truth is good enough. And all in bare bones. And so even all those all those showboats, you know, they'll realize oh sooner or later. Uh, either I'm I'm all in or I'm going to be found out on this kind of stuff because these folks who are cracking the whip are not going to stop. They're not going to relent. And that's uh, all those people have done good work so far. But it really is if they have power right now, it is it is just the beginning. They've got they've got to go to places that Republicans for any number of reasons. This isn't about um pra- pragmatism in any way shape or form anymore i mean it is all in pot committed i think the trend line we'll be talking about next year that we're not talking about enough now we're not talking about it all we'll have to deal with the jab and it's not like we're not talking about it a ton on this show and it's not being discussed a lot as it is, but the numbers, I think, will become so catastrophic that it will break through another layer of Overton window. And I mean just on the right. Um, and I also think that there may be a, cert- a political incentive for a certain presidential candidate to go ahead and tell his Department of Health and Department of Justice and his former frontline doctor, Surgeon General, to just go ahead, man, and let it hang out. Let's let's you know. Let's really do an investigation. Let's really have a, a study, and really put the brutal truth about what this thing is out there. And especially with Elon Musk in charge of Twitter now, and let's go ahead and strip this thing bare. And and I I could see that having massive ripple effects in terms of political constituencies and alliances and. Um, changing conversations. I think that might be the trend line we're not talking about now is what happens if the stuff, what happens if ethical skeptic is now redstate.com? What happens if ethical skeptic is now the blaze or daily wire? What if daily wire goes from reporting about all the died suddenly stories to killed by the jab? And the guy who's running for president in Florida is driving that narrative because it also happens to help his political calculus. I think that is a trend line to watch for next year. Any quick thoughts on that before we go to the fourth and final question? Well, you know what I think about that. I it to get past the magical power of vaccines with people, I you you said it and you uh on the with Glenn Beck the night of the election towards the end of your conversation and everybody paused because they knew exactly what you were talking about when you said that how much worse does it have to get for us to wake up mm-hmm. if, if this mm-hmm. wasn't it well when it comes to the jab it's going to have to be worse than you think steve for them to wake up i promise you jill quickly I, I on my, my prediction i hope that it happens 
happens because now it's politically viable because it's going against Donald Trump. So now the media mm -hmm. will latch on to it, hopefully. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, mm -hmm. I look at this and say this would be one of the biggest shifts in in just the mindset of the electorate across the country if this actually does get out and take hold and people actually learn the truth in mass this would be one of the biggest difference makers that we've ever seen i could also Aaron, you have a 30 second response i also have i can also see it going the exact opposite way i actually didn't mention i mentioned to you in the uh, off the air in passing Watching the dynamic between the media and Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump, if DeSantis gets on the right side of the lockdowns, which he has been, and attacks Trump with that, I could also see that flipping around the other way and doing DeSantis in. If the media is sure. in the in the in the tank for Donald Trump because that's who they want to be the nominee in twenty twenty four, they'll they'll hey anti vaxxer Ron DeSantis, he's done for, and then pivot yeah, to yeah, right sure. right back. So I can the, see the, it here's going the, here's here's the, here's, here's the issue with that is they don't have a say in our primary, but Fox News does. And I don't know if you guys have watched Fox News' covers the last two days. But it, this, is, this, is, this is even beyond Marco Rubio's glorious third-place finish in Iowa in 2016. This is the Ron DeSantis channel all day long. All, I mean, we've been sitting here for hours in the studio where I've got this TV on. It's the most Fox News I've watched in the last two years and with the last two too. days. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's Ron DeSantis TV. I mean... Kellyanne Conway, Trump's advisor. Ron DeSantis is great. Newt Gingrich, Trump loyalist. Hey, you know, I think DeSantis should run. Ke uh, Kaylee McEnany, Trump's spokeswoman. You know, I think Trump should announce until after the Georgia runoff and shouldn't even go to Georgia and just let DeSantis go. I mean, it's already on. All right. The, Ron the DeSantis a thon is already on like Donkey Kong on Fox News, man. I mean, they're showing photos with, you know, uh, red, white, and blue, you know, litter or, or glitter and stuff in the air. I mean, it is, it's a DeSantis-a-thon. Let's get to issue four. Take something positive from this ex election, or at least positive that it'll mean moving forward that we haven't discussed yet. Jill, go. The school boards will stick with Ron DeSantis. That was a great opportunity for him in Florida. Everybody that he endorsed in Florida ended up winning on the school board. It's going to go back to that local government that that's where we're going to be able to see the biggest difference and if i can add something else we have clarity of the moment that's positive well it's not what we want it to be we now know this is the fight that we're up against we don't have the numbers that we thought we did that we hope we did and now we're going to be able to move forward with a new game plan because we know where we're standing, and, and this is the, the stakes have never been higher, as we've been saying on the show. Todd was saying this is the greatest election of our lifetime. We all know what we're up against, the evil that we're up against, and now we can we can come through and, and make something new because we're going to have to change what we're what we've done from from the past to go forward. Todd, uh, it's not, there, there's only one, and there's not even a second, let alone a. Uh, uh, close second uh there's uh i live in iowa it was aggressively red and it's only got more uh red this and, may be the reddest the state has ever been in its history yeah. yeah and uh that's because we don't have to leave we're gonna stay here uh and fight and hopefully uh be a model and somehow carve out a place that we can pass off to our children aaron i was gonna say ryan walter's uh superintendent of public uh, education 
or instruction in Oklahoma. Uh, because if it was, it's illustrative of the point that Jill was just making as well. You need people like that in red states like that to make those red states as red as they can possibly be. Can't have flies in the ointment when it comes to who or uh, what is being taught to your kids. So I think that's kind of the biggest under the radar positive takeaway. Mine was good. Mine is Ryan Walters, and uh, I know Ryan. Uh, he's a big fan of the Blaze and our show. And, you know, it, it's an interesting setup in Oklahoma where the secretary of education is actually a cabinet post and not something you vote on. And superintendent is the elected position. Didn't get a ton of help from the Republican Party. Uh, they didn't want him running a bunch of stuff about CRT and groomers in the schools. Made that his entire campaign. Uh, like Todd, he ran on a message of sanity is on the ballot. One fairly convincingly. And uh, I mean, I, I watched him operate in Oklahoma last year at this time when he went to work helping me to make sure that our movie got shot down there when the union tried to shut us down in a right-to-work state. He's sharp, and he gets it, and he is absolutely a future star, no question about it. All right, we've got three minutes. Uh, and I think, by the, by the way, there's probably a lot of people like him whose names yet we don't know that won further down the ballot all over the country. So that is a positive for sure. All right, we got three minutes here on this true or false question to close out the hour. Forced prediction right now. Who do you think will be the 2024 GOP nominee? Because this is really going to get decided a lot of it next year. Trump, DeSantis, or other? Who wants to go first? I think it's going to be Trump. We cannot have nice things. And if that's your analysis, I cannot blame you for just, that, making it that simple whatsoever. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm not trying. I'm not. I'm really not trying to be down, but that you have to. You have to have the simplest analysis. So I, I'm not trying to bog anybody down. Hey, and no. hey, scorched earth Trump, you know, if he actually has a, tr- a chance in 2024, that'd be a lot of fun. What I don't want to see is scorched earth on DeSantis and then yeah. we just do six months of dementia jokes on Biden. That, yep. that, that poop I don't want to say. All yep. right. If we're going to do scorched earth on DeSantis, then I mean, I want to raise the freaking ground in the fall. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Okay. Jill, what do you think? I'm going to go to Santa's, but now after hearing Aaron, the simplest truth is usually the way to go. And it has me a little bit more concerned just just based off that we can't have nice things analysis. I'm going to say Ron DeSantis because the early momentum that he has now, the way that he was able to carry the Hispanic vote, Miami-Dade County, everything that he was able to do and prove to us from this election in Florida, I think that he will be able to go through have his team ready. He's already been testing issues to go out on a national campaign for, and and he'll just be ready to run right away. I've never heard a crowd chant two more years, <laughs> ever. Never heard that, like they did on election night. Todd, quickly, your answer. we got about a minute. Go. DeSantis, I think Trump will uh, self-destruct, and unlike Trump's main opponent last time, there's a lot of people that... And, not, and it wasn't fair. They wanted to hate Ted Cruz. They didn't want to go easy on him. That doesn't seem to exist with DeSantis, except for the pathetic David French crowd. So I think it's I think it's going to be DeSantis. Because I th- I'm going to go with the simplest answer, I'm going to pick DeSantis uh, because of Fox News. It is by far the most influential, overwhelmingly influential platform on the right. You know, I told you coming out of the Cruz campaign, I learned you can't go against Fox. Rush and Drudge will rush past on. Drudge 
has been passed by. Okay, so that leaves you with Fox and they are in the tank for Ron DeSantis. I can't think of a time they have pushed something for national messaging on the right and did not get their way. Okay, they're going to they're going to they're going to push DeSantis to the nomination, I believe. Jill, good to see you as always. Thank you for joining us on a quirky schedule. All right. Take care. We'll see you soon. You bet you will. Let's come back. Hour two feedback Friday. It'll be your turn when we do. All right, back here with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV Radio Podcast. Except we're not live, and who knows how much we're really in demand. But we're here nevertheless, and that's what's important. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox, which you can take advantage of by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor and Gab. Follow me at Steve Day Show, Twitter, Getter. Instagram and TikTok. You can also find me at Real Steve Dace on Truth Social as well. At Real Steve Dace on Truth Social. Don't forget clips of the show. Always free to watch and free of any censorship when you go to rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. That's rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. One final thing. If you're a podcast listener, please leave us a five-star review. Hit subscribe or follow. Thank you to all of you that have done those things. You have uh, been huge contributors to the growth of the show and the extension of our contracts. So thank you very much. This part of the show brought to you by our friends over at Raycon, which are absolutely the best noise-canceling earbuds I have ever tried. And that's one of the reasons why they are so highly reviewed. Uh, they give you up to 54 hours of battery life as well. Comfortable fit. These make for great gifts. Uh, holiday gifts, stocking stuffers, etc. And right now, you can go to buyraycon.com, R-A-Y-C-O-N, buyraycon.com slash Steve, buyraycon.com slash Steve. Use the code EARLYBF, EARLYBF, and get 20% off site-wide, 20% off. If my kids are any inclination, your kids would love these as a gift because my kids take mine every time a new pair of Raycons comes in, all right? So 20% off any Raycon product right now at buyraycon.com slash Steve with the code EARLYBF, B as in boy, EARLYBF. All right, gentlemen, before we get to Feedback Friday, we have not issued one of these in a while. In, in fact, I, I'm debating whether we need to move from an intervention to a fatwa. But for now, I'm going to just keep it at an intervention. Never in the history of this show, gentlemen, has a dude code fatwa been declared. I, I think we may get to that point at some point here, at the way this is trending. But maybe, maybe we're not there yet, and I don't want to be there. It's a, it's a sad thing when you have to call for a dude code fatwa. We all, as dudes, need an intervention. That's why it's good to have accountability, men's groups, right? Show me, is there any dude that, that does well with no accountability, guys? We no. must have accountability, right? We all fall off the path. We're, we're tempted to, um, to lose our way as dudes in this rather effeminate matriarchal cult- culture. 
So it happens to the best and worst of us, okay? So there's nothing to be ashamed of in needing an intervention. When we get to the point of a fatwa, though, that's where now it's clear you won't listen as we try to salvage whatever shred of dignity you have left. You're just beyond reaching. And that's now where more aggressive measures may need to be taken, okay? For now, though, we'll keep it at just an intervention. If you know Donald J. Trump, stop him. Save him from himself. This is what he posted on Truth Social earlier today. Now that the election in Florida is over and everything went quite well, shouldn't it be said that in 2020 I got 1.1 million more votes in Florida than Ron D. got this year? 5.7 million to 4.6 million, just asking. Now let's set aside the fact that, hey, numbnuts, a lot more people vote in a presidential election than a midterm. Okay? I mean, setting any of that aside, any of that aside, I, I lost count at 15. I counted 15 dude code violations in this, particularly when you put it in the full measure of context of the previous level of obsession that Donald Trump has had here. I told you guys earlier in the show, I talked to somebody today, a name you would know, who told me he went down to pitch Trump something at Mar-a-Lago three months ago, and it turned strangely into a conversation about Ron DeSantis that he didn't, was, wasn't trying to have. And now this. There's the naming him, going after him, the Ron DeSanctimonious. Let's set politics aside. That's going to be tough, I know. This is, this is primal stuff here. Pri- this is primal stuff. It is not permitted. It is not permitted of you. If you possess a penis, well, if you were born with a penis, it is not permissible of you to be this level of obsessed with a dude who has not even directly engaged you yet. I think I need to pause right here. I need to apologize to other men, RH, Todd, and older, struggling with low T. You know, the, nature plays a cruel trick. As the, as the wives get older, their motors rev a lot hotter and quicker as ours starts to slow down. And I know what you're thinking. Um, you know, the wife may have expectations of me tonight. And I don't know after reading that, Steve, if I'm going to be able to stand and deliver. And I hear you. And I probably should have put a warning label on this ahead of time. Um, but uh, that that's one of the most effeminate things I've ever, ever read on this show. It's sad. Sad! It's pathetic. Um, and it, it's just, it borderline called, nearly called for me to issue a dude code and uh, um, uh, fatwa. You cannot be this preemptively obsessed with another dude. It is beyond pathetic especially when they haven't even engaged you it's one thing if you're going back and forth man you keep tugging at this dude's cape and he's not even acknowledging you no don no stop someone needs to stop him here because if this continues, guys, we're not even going to get to the bitter, angry GOP civil war of next year 
All right, we've now got a second Trump surrogate, Jason Miller, joining Kaylee McEnany earlier today, saying now, don't announce until after the Georgia election. You'll ruin it for us. Someone needs to step in here and and save whatever is left of this 80-year-old man's T-level from himself. Gentlemen, your thoughts. It will continue. At this crucial time. It yeah. will continue. How long have you been up, Steve? <laughs> because if you had gotten your regular amount of sleep and your exercise in today, you... You'd realizing you're spitting into the wind, man. This this is the same as it ever was. This is nothing new. This is just him. There's just one guy this time, though. Last time he spread it across the field of 16. There's just the one guy now. He's gonna do the same. But they thing. were, but 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 they were they were in the midst of a. They were being enga- They were engaging one another. It, he he is trying to pick a King Kong. Is like, I've got a herd of antelope over here to eat so whatevs i mean this is it's 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 sad guys sad sad it's, it, it, it is exclamation it, it reminds point. me yes it reminds me of about 10 years ago you guys know i'm a big fan of the who and about 10 years ago they did the super bowl halftime show and man i was so freaking pumped and you guys also know i almost never watched the super bowl halftime show but this one I'm going to watch, and I'm friggin' pumped. Get out there. Roger Daltrey, arguably the greatest front man in the history of rock and roll, certainly on a top five, top ten list. We won't get rolled again. I, I'm not. Was that Large Marge? Or was that Roger Daltrey? What in the world was that? Did they bang an ashtray and call it vocals? What was that? I had... I. I had to turn it off. I was uncomfortable. And I'm reminded of that great line that Russell Crowe's Jor-El says in Man of Steel to Zod. I will honor the man you once were and not participate in this. You know what I'm talking about? I just felt like I need to remember Roger Daltrey as he once was. Because this ain't it. Okay? Dude's out there grinding and, 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 and stuttering through a set. That's not Roger Daltrey. I need to remember him as he was. Refuse to participate in this. And I turned off the Super Bowl halftime show because it was total cringe. That's what this is. Do you remember the first Trump-Biden debate? You mean the We've night that trying, I knew we lost? Yeah. I've trying been trying to, to forget. forget. Are, are you a little more? Are you trying to break me? Are, are uh, you trying to break me? No, I'm trying to help you. I think you were trying to break you <laughs> okay. with this. There, do you, do, would you agree that there was a little bit more at stake during that presidential debate? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. And yet yes. you got that. A little bit so more. Yeah. What? There's, this is it. It's always been it. And we've dealt with it as best we can, but it is it. And we all know it. So buckle up. If I'm Ron DeSantis, now, now we'll set the dude code aside. We'll set the dude code aside for a minute. Let's talk about this politically for a second. If I'm if I'm Ron DeSantis or his team, I am ecstatic. Yeah. What what I don't want Trump to do is make me junior partner. You know, like he did this on the Blaze last night. Yeah, Ron's been good. That's why I endorsed him. I don't want him to come off the top rope and say, "Of course he's a total badass." You know, that's why I saved his candidacy by endorsing him and made him my governor and moved my own operation down to Mar-a-Lago because I knew he'd be good. Of course I know. You don't want that. That's what you don't want, okay? You want to make it look like you're the whippersnapper you know, uh, trying to serve a wine before it's time. You don't want that. 
You don't want Trump, you know, jujitsuing you, and he, he makes you junior partner. He's already made him an equal. By this level of preemptive engagement, he has made Ron DeSantis an equal. And the longer this goes on that DeSantis does not engage, the more pathetic Trump looks and the higher the stature of Ron DeSantis gets. And guys, I'm telling you again, I've had Fox News has been on on, on this on the sets all over the blaze the last two days and today as well. It is a Ron DeSantis friggin' telethon today. All right. It is a Ron DeSantis telethon. So you got Fox, which is the most influential platform on the right, is is just playing DeSantis banger after banger, right? And 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 so and then you've got Trump acting as if, you know, I'm trying to pick a fight with someone who will ignore me at the same time. If I'm if I'm team DeSantis, man, I am freaking loving this. This plays right into my hands. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong, but when Trump first came down that escalator, did you think he had a shot at winning? No. no none of us did. I did not. Donald Trump. And if he act, continues to act like this, we're at the same stage now. This is like down the escalator time for this particular run. This he he didn't. Why would he learn anything? He won. Yeah. He won by making all of these stupid mistakes before, and he won. And except so he, the this this he didn't do, Todd. He did not debase himself. To attack someone that acted as if they were they that w- refused to engage him, he debased himself to force these other Republicans. They did it too in response, and all suffered as a result. That's this is something he has not done before, right? This is this is this is. I don't know what this is. It's sad. That's that's really what it is. It's sad. I'm just saying. We all agree. He screwed the pooch on COVID, wrecked his presidency, allowed it to be wrecked. That first debate was just one of the worst things this country, in terms of political debates, one of the worst things this country has ever seen. The grumpy old men debate? Yeah. And they still had to steal the election from him. Yeah. Teflon Don, man. It's just, it is what it is. I agree that DeSantis should love this, but... This by no means hurts Donald Trump with his ardent supporters. I think you're. You, I think the amount of ardent supporters is what's hurting. I would agree with you that. Have surro- you, 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 you I have would agree. surrogates who would have no careers without you, who are out there openly telling you to not announce. That's there's. You don't step to a king unless you no longer fear reprisal, or, or you have a new king now. One of those two things, okay? I went toe-to-toe Again, with Kaylee McEnany. I, I know how devoted she's willing to be to Trump. I know how much she's willing to gaslight yeah. to defend Donald Trump. I, I went through that mano-a-mano on CNN. Yeah. Her breaking ranks like that today is extraordinary. I, you're absolutely right. But then again, I remind you of what I reminded you of recently. Remember our tour through Scott Atlas's book and what that White House looked like? We are we are screaming into an abyss about this. It doesn't matter. It's ju- we're g- it's just gonna. It's all in Ron DeSantis. The ball is in his court. 
That's what we're waiting for. What Ron DeSantis does when he does it. This Trump stuff is almost, it's, we talked about beyond reason. It is. I hate it, but it is. It it is our first confirmed case of DeSantis derangement syndrome. That's what it is. It's our first confirmed case of it. If I'm Ron DeSantis, I never respond to this. Ever. I mean, never. Never. When we when we share a debate stage for the first time, I just kind of smile like a Reagan. There you go again, and like, <laughs> I think the I'm, I think the president's hilarious. But you know, I mean, it's been hurricane season and everything else in Florida. I've got I've got too much to do, and you know, to engage this kind of stuff. You know, people are depending on me. That's what I do, and that that's a punch to the scrot, man. That's now where Trump had the opportunity to make you junior partner. And you instead now become elder statesman on him. You flip that on him. That's that's the punch to the scrote, right there. Just a chuckle. I don't, I'm not Steve, even. I'm not even upset. I'm not. I'm just. I don't care. You, you are moving on to the next because you, you haven't slept and you're doing what you do when you're like you're trying to fix this because these these last forty hours have been stupid. Well, look what they're talking about on Fox it's, News it's right a, now. What is it? Ron DeSantis dominates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what they've been talking about the entire time, actually, for two days. It's a Ron DeSantis telethon, man. I, I told you the fix was in last night, and my, a lot of my fellow panelists, my beloved Jason Whitlock, you know I love Jay Whitlock. Oh, I don't know. Yep. It, it's in, man. The, the, this, the, this is the DeSantis super PAC, is Fox News. It is the DeSantis super PAC. And you can have you can have the uh, the Mehmet Oz and, and Trump it will be allowed the Mehmet Oz hour with Sean Hannity. He'll get that, <laughs> and then the rest of the channel will be DeSantis and and Tucker's <laughs> Tucker's a, and, and Tucker has his and, and Tucker's a man of integrity, so he'll call balls and strikes, right? He'll call balls and strikes. But if I'm DeSantis, I'm told I'm totally cool with that, right? So uh, so Tucker will call balls and strikes. Hackity will give you the Mehmet Oz hour with Trump every night. And the rest of Fox is just going to be a DeSantis telethon by order from on high. You can see it already. Dude, dude, you've got Trumpista Judge Judge Janine, Rub- De- De- DeSantis and Rubio crush Dem challengers. Win for the ages. Yes. All right. Let's get to Feedback Friday. I promised it. There's some good stuff in there. I just felt like an intervention here was needed because Todd's right. I, I can't resist temptation to fix things even if they're unfixable. Brought to you by our friends over at Keeps. Whether you're looking to prevent hair loss, stimulate hair growth, or take better care of the hair you already have, your Keeps medical provider will help you find the right products and develop a personalized hair-saving routine that works just for you. It's so easy. No waiting rooms or pharmacy visits. Keeps is delivered straight to your door at about half the cost of a traditional pharmacy. That's right, half the cost. And if you have questions, you can measure, measure, measure. You don't want Let's not even talk about what I'm thinking when I drop that. You can message. Goodness gracious. Trump Follow trying to do crowd. some measuring. Don't measure him. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. You can message your keeps provider 24-7. I'm getting it's loopy. It's loopy time, guys. It's loopy time. Um, if you're ready to take action, join the thousands of guys who already saved their hair with keeps, go to keeps.com slash grow for 50% off your first order today. Keeps K E E P S keeps.com slash grow for 50% off your first order today. All right. We begin with an analogy that, uh, cut me deep, Shrek, cut me deep. 
Brian Zichterman asks, are the midterms for Republicans like the NFL draft for Detroit Lions fans? We get excited, and then when real life happens, nothing changes regardless of who wins. Who, who knows? Maybe this will be the Joe Burrow of midterm elections, but I doubt it. Dude, that analogy. Ouch. I had to pour one out. I mean, that was... I mean, that, that, that analogy was so on point. It hurt. It stung. All right? I limped a little. I winced. And not just because, you know, Trump lowered my T-level with that, uh, with that uh, truth social. But I think that's an, that, that analogy is so on point that I had to share it on the show, gentlemen. Your thoughts? Yeah. And, I mean, how often, how often do the Lions go to playoffs? Like once every ten years, well, once every decade or so. Yeah, we haven't. We we haven't. I think the last time we went was twenty fifteen. I think was the last time we were in the playoffs. A Republican president does something good once a decade, something like that. So there's that, and there's that analog as well. And you're not fired because I need you. And you're right. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, Todd. <laughs> it's the dark magic, man. And just you know, the line, even though they managed to beat the Packers uh, recently. You know, if by a score of fifteen to nine, that it only happened two other times in NFL history had a game ended fifteen to nine. The Lions have to make it weird. But you would you wouldn't have poured one out on that analogy. Remember when Aaron and I were wondering who the hell you were? Like a month, you were a different Steve Dace regarding the Lions. Maybe and you're like, no, Steve, you need to keep this mooring. The Lions help you interpret a lot more in life than you're giving credit for. And here now, now that you're back <laughs> with your Dark magic lions. Now this makes sense to you. This resonated with you. So amen to that. In my defense, there had been some signs. Don't even go you guys back. have so to admit. Don't. Don't. And it, th- there intervention. Had been some signs Dude, code of- intervention. <laughs> no. Stop it. <laughs> you started it with dude code intervention. No. You are in tired. Cranky Steve Dace fixed fix things mode. Just move on. Aaron, am I right? This was like uh, trying to justify. It's the it, House like, of Usher, like, all right? It's, it's like, the House of friggin' Usher. Thank one, you. One of your buddies, before you get married, is like, why the hell did you date that chick? Well, in my defense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um Let's go to Andrew Stern next. I wrote you about a year ago with a Jewish biblical piece inspired by your show at the time. Uh, you guys have continued to influence my life. And I wanted to run something by you in one area in particular. The other evening, I was out on a second date with a girl who was looking to push me religiously in a good way, which I'm open to. However, I needed to understand where she stood given what was going on in the world. She's a social worker who on our first date made it clear that she at least had some traditional values, but I needed to understand what that meant. So I pushed her in that area that evening and I had to get to the point where I, where I phrased it as you do. Do you know what time it is? Yikes. Is that a good line on a date? He literally said that in a while. That's not a paraphrase a while. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if that works. All right. I don't know if If you you ask that question, you might not know what time it is (laughs) (laughs) on a date. Like, is it, do you ask that at close? Is that what you guys do at closing time at the bars now? Do you know what time it is? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I, I, I'm not dated in a while. All right. But anyway, at various points, she covered her mouth and asked me to be quiet while we were in the restaurant. And she basically stated that she prefers not to watch the news and remain in her own little bubble, essentially stating that she cannot handle the emotional stress of the news. 
At this point, I believe while her values may be decent and she has a good heart, she's not where I need someone to be given what is going on in the world right now. However, I'm having a hard time understanding she is a social worker in a school system. How can she dive into the complexities of other people's realities, mental and emotional troubles, while at the same time outright refusing to address and acknowledge her own? And ultimately, why is... (laughs) I knew you were going to like that part. And ultimately, why is it so hard to find an observant Jewish girl who's cognizant of what is going on in the world? And believe me, I think it might be even harder than in the Christian world. That is from Andrew Stern. I love this guy. You guys have any thoughts? Oh, yes. This guy. I do. I do. God bless you. I mean, you may you may be alone for the rest of your life, but <laughs> you might be Jewish. You might be Jewish, but right now, Todd is like, nomine patre. Yes, bless you, my son. Yes. Right you now. made yes. me think there's a Ron Swanson affect about <laughs> yeah. you, and I dig that. There's that. There is that scene in Parks and Rec where they go to like Denny's late some night, and he goes to this waitress. I need all the bacon and eggs you have, and she's like, kind of semi. Okay, I'll bring you bacon and eggs, and he stops her. And he goes, "I need you to understand what I just said. I need all of the bacon and eggs you have." That, I, that's what you just said to that woman. Um, so I, I have you. Has she called again? I guess that's the next question. I don't know uh, what to make of that. I don't know what to make now, of that. Now, you know, we're getting, he's, he's putting it in an email, and I got to get to the point. I, you know, I'm sure there was a more nuanced conversation here other than. No, I'm not. I'm how sure do you not understand? This was it. This was it. <laughs> and it was great. I'm kind of hoping it is it. Steve, do you know what time it, it is? For all the reasons. Yes. <laughs> because after I just watched Donald Trump for a fourth time attempt to engage a man who refuses to acknowledge him, I needed to see, I needed a little Ron Swanson in my life. Absolutely. I need this to be true right now. What's this That's guy? why I read it next. What's yes. this guy's name? Andrew, Andrew is his name. Andrew, Andrew Stern. So yes. the, the, the first date went like this. Oh, hey. Uh, I assume they met on a dating app. Yes, uh, it's good to meet you for the first time. Um, uh, ever been to this place before? Uh, what's your favorite movie? Uh, what's the favorite place you visited? Uh, do you know what time it is? <laughs> now, he did say that it was their second date, and she was going to push him religiously, and he was fine with that. So they were going into this expecting this. To, I mean, they're both oh, observant good. Jews, right? So they're, they're going into this expecting to have a, a deeper conversation, right, before you get emotionally attached. Let's find out now if there's enough commonality in there. You know, there's obviously some attraction. We're on a second date. Fair, right? Mm-hmm. So now let's find out if there's enough commonality there before, you know, you know, the attraction and nature kind of take over. And, you know, before you know it, uh, you know, we act at, we act on it. And then we find out, you know, wow, we really can't be together. So let's find that out now. I, I respect the fact that they were willing to do that. I think yeah. his point was she asked me, she, she wanted a second date. She wanted to push me religiously. So I'm like, cool, let's have this conversation. And then she's like, oh, yeah. but, you know, I can't really watch the news and get in and all that. I think that's what kind of bothered him, right? Like, if she was going to be kind of demure from the beginning on this stuff, then he'd be like, oh, yeah, that's my thing, maybe not yours. Let's see what else we could build a life around. I, but she seemed to be the one that wanted to make sure we talked about this stuff, right? And then when he did, she was like, you know, she well, kind of okay. We're all a little punchy and having some fun. But I, th- yes. I this— yeah. I like where this guy's going because he had to find out, and you know, I believe in this. Basically, his line of questioning to me meant, how uncomfortable are you willing to get? Because that's part of what time mm-hmm. it is. And she clearly right. made it clear, I don't really want to be that uncomfortable. Right. 
Because you're going to, even if that's not your thing, you'll have to be around me while it's my thing. Yep. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yep. I'm going to be engaged. I'm going to be into this. I'm going to talk about it. It. It's. I'm going to react to it, you know? Yeah. And and so are you going to be the one that, or are you going to be trying to temper, you know, my reaction all the time because you're uncomfortable with it? I, I can tell you, there's a lot of things, ladies, that you can do to a guy that, um, that will that will frustrate him and that he'll overlook. But if you are the temper down your masculinity, I'm not talking if he's being a douche, right? I mean, that's being obvious, okay? But if the minute he shows any intensity at all and you're like, oh, you know, that, that I'll tell you, for yeah. guys, man, that is a, I'd rather, I'd almost rather have you cheat on me while I'm watching than do that, okay? That's how much it annoys us. Yeah, my Do buddy, you want a man or an amoeba? Yeah, okay. my, my buddy Craig told me a great story uh, along these lines. Uh, uh, he and his wife, fantastic people. Uh, but he's, he had re- they came home one night, and he had reason to believe something had been stolen from the property. I don't. They live out in a rural area. I don't remember all the details. But uh, he, he is armed, and he went and got some, and he began surveying his property. And, and his wife, who's a, who's a sweetheart, was just trying to, like, it, it's it's okay does and he just paused and he in a calm voice he just looked at her and he told me this story in front of her and they, he just said honey this is who you married and she's like yeah okay and then it yeah. was on and he now we have to learn that we have to earn that we have to earn that trust yes, too right absolutely. we have to show that we can handle That's our why you handle have these our conversations. business handle our aggression yeah when we were first married my wife had a tendency because I couldn't control it now that I can now she's like sick him. Now my wife is more like, you're going to do something about that, right? You know what I'm saying? But it took years and, and, and you know, to earn that trust and, to, and for me to mature and get to that point. But you don't ever, when you're starting with a guy, the, unless you feel, uh, you, know, you know, your fear instinct kicks in, you know, and then, then that's where Todd and I, as fathers of daughters, would say, act on that. I'll always, always, always act on that just to be on the safe side, mm-hmm. right? Okay? But um, barring that... Don't start off by acting by sending a message to him that you're there to mitigate his masculine aggression. Right. He's looking for a woman that is that wants to capitalize on his masculine aggression, not the other way around. I will right, come back with more feedback Friday in a moment. The Steve Day Show. All right, back here on the Steve Day Show here on Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. Steve Dace alongside Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre, all of you. Final segment from Dallas, and then I'm heading out, uh, taking the family uh, to the Michigan football game uh, this weekend. Uh, the Aaron and Todd are taking some time off uh, for the next couple of days as well, and then we'll see you all uh, again on Monday. This part of the show brought to you by our friends, over at Built Bar, still the greatest protein bar of all time. And there is no close second. The new Snickerdoodle. Now they're claiming it, 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 it's right up there with chocolate chip cookie dough. It's not. Not because it's not great. Because nothing is. Chocolate chip cookie dough is a food group, brother. Okay? Um, but then in that next tier... Uh, it it might be number one in the next year. It's certainly challenging the likes of coconut brownie chunk and uh, and and the mud pie. It's it's just incredible. And 
all their flavors range from somewhere to, wow, I can't believe that's a protein bar, to incredible. Uh, if you want to try it today or you want to try it again, if you catch my drift, 15% off when you use my last name, Dace, is the promo code for the covered in chocolate, low in carbs, calories, and sugars, packed with flavor and protein, protein bar known as Built Bar. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code DACE for 15% off your order when you do. Built.com, promo code D-E-A-C-E, promo code DACE for Built Bar at Built.com. All right, let's continue on with some Feedback Friday. This is from Jonah Novak. He says, I'm 16 and I have a question. Should Christians refrain from enjoying movies full of questionable content? I'm a Christian and feel some semblance of self-doubt about this topic. I'm also, though, a cinephile and always on the hunt for the greatest films of all time. I know from your top 16 list, you had some that, uh, a few movies, uh, we did that as an evergreen, I think about a year or two ago, right? You might have had some uh, movies on there like uh, The Shining or The Omen that people might have, you know, kind of shaken their heads at. Or movies like Goodfellas, for example. Um, I'd like your opinion if you ever consider this email. Well, Jonah, we're going to consider it, so you'll get our opinions, brother. Here is my answer according to the scriptures. Everything is permissible to you, but not everything is beneficial to you. And do not use your freedom to cause someone else to stumble. Now, what specifically does that mean? I don't know. And, and frankly, no one knows. And, and, and that's because we are human beings, not automatons. We are each fearfully and wonderfully made. We are each individually made in the image of God. We each have a commonality in that we bear the imago Dei, the mark of the divinity of the creator by being made in his image. But then we are all uniquely made as well. And so what, what might not be beneficial for you might not be beneficial for someone else. For example, I'll use examples that I've used in the past. There is a ministry in Vegas called Triple X Church. And what it does is it helps to rescue people out of the porn industry. And it's rescued a lot of people over the years. Tremendous ministry. Not a ministry that I should volunteer for. Because that's Icarus flying too close to the sun for what happens to be a weakness for me. Now, if, you know, hosting a small, a, a small group of men at a sports bar, not an issue for me. I can take a beer or not. I don't care. Um... If you are a recovering alcoholic or a former one, don't have your men's group at a sports bar. I mean, th- this is where there's the relational aspect of your faith. There are the things, there are the things that God says clearly are an affront to him. You know, like there's a list of 10, for example. Beyond that, I don't know the answer to that question. You know, and and so... Have, have I seen movies that I thought were great films that I didn't review on my social media or I didn't talk about on the show to get to your specific subject matter because I thought they crossed a gray area? Yeah. Have there been movies that I thought, okay, I'll wait until it comes out on a stream to see it because it could be iffy and there might be a, a lesser brother in the theater and I don't want them to recognize me and they're like, I'm not sure if I should be here. Chances are if you're if you're asking yourself, I'm not sure I should be here or watch this. The answer is almost always no. Almost always. All right? That's that's normally your conscience trying to get your attention. Okay? But this can be, this this we have to be very careful with this because it can get hyper-legalistic and judgmental at the same time. 
well, what do you mean that what you view to be permissible is not the same as mine? And so therefore, if what you view to be, and when I say not permissible, I'm not talking about the things of the Ten Commandments. I'm talking about the stuff like you're asking me about, Jonah. Well, what do you mean? I never see rated R movies. So you didn't see Unplanned. You didn't see Schindler's List. You didn't see um, uh, The Passion of the Christ. I mean, uh, so this is where I now am holier than you. I'm more righteous than you because I've got a stronger list of what's permissible to me than you do. And so I look down on you and judge you. And that's according to my standard and not God's. We don't want to do that either. Okay. So um, this is... This is this that aspect and the reason why Paul, after he writes those words, doesn't then give you a laundry list of what's permissible and beneficial is because it does come down to your individual witness, your individual witness. And so I'll leave my answer there. You guys want to add anything to that? Well, I remember we talked about this a little bit with Father Stu, which I, I still haven't yeah. seen, I, and I, I very much uh, want to. But uh, Have Steve, you seen the re-releasing it now without the F-bombs to get a PG-13? Have you seen that? No. Wow. Yeah, really? they're re-releasing it without the F-bombs to get a PG-13. Is it because, yes. see, is it me? Okay. Well, if it's because of pushback like this, here's what... I, I read a story about Mark Wahlberg, and, he's, and, he, and people addressed that with him. And he said, listen, I know these guys. I grew up with these guys. If I talk uh, in this movie like a version of uh, Dave Chappelle imitating a, a white guy, and if you remember that, I'll button up. He said, people won't buy it and i'm trying to save souls father Stu was trying to save souls. this is authentic this is how they talk and if they it it, it, what's if the price of a few f-bombs is somebody's soul don't watch it fine but i i know who i'm reaching out to i know my audience i think that speaks to what steve is is talking about there there is a broader Mm -hmm. con context and so game of thrones is that was that primarily about nudity? No. Was there a significant amount of nudity in there? Uh, there was no small amount. And would, did they do that clearly just to be titillating? I think so. So then you're you're left. It, there's a different thing. We're not talking about saving souls. So if that's just too much, don't watch it. If somebody does watch it, you know, I, I listen. Look at look at this world. I. I think we're we're we're, stra- we're straining gnats with with this level of broadened application of certain things when when we honestly we're paralyzed now by like the transgender thing in in the library. I just I, I we're clearly just not capable of really prioritizing, and I think the church has desperately failed if this kind of question often comes into steve's lap that, that that's frustrating i said you're you aren't you, you aren't sinning against your god because you are watching a rated r movie full now it that, and that, but I, that seems to be the question you're asking without any further fleshing out doesn't matter what the rated r movie is but see that's not gospel there's nothing open up your bible where where is the pg-13 rated r 
scale that came down on the stone tablets. That does not exist. But somehow, we as Christians think, if I'm a sinner if I watch a rated R movie. I'm a sinner if I have a drink, even though Jesus drank wine and turned water into wine. Th- this, we have got to have a better hermeneutic than all this. And I'm not trying to be personal. I think you ask as earnestly as possible, but I'm just simply saying, broadly speaking, we need to have a better hermeneutic than this. Largely agree with that, Todd. And um, I don't think I don't think the point that Steve made could be made much much better. So right. I will just I'll I'll kind of add add this. If you look at it, at it from the other perspective, so is it a sin? Is it a sin to watch movies with content I'm uncomfortable with? Let's pretend, or that's that has questionable content. Let's pretend that means a movie that has gore and violence and a little bit of nudity. And let's just pretend that it is a sin for you to watch that. What is your limiting principle, if I'm using that term correctly? Is it a sin to consume or enjoy or watch any media at all that depicts any form or any level of sin? Right. This is the question. Is that is that wrong? If it is, then I'm sorry. You're going to have to get rid of your cinemaphile streak there. Yeah, I'm sorry. That that's just what you're going exactly. to have to do. What? Where is the line drawn between this is this is great content that I can watch? I mean, Veggie Tales depicts sin in its own way. It mm-hmm. does for the purpose yeah. of edifying. Hopefully, well, I don't know if it still does that anymore, <laughs> but when I was a kid for edifying uh, its audience and teaching its audience some, uh, you know, Sunday morning values on Saturday with Saturday morning fun, that type of thing. So what is your limiting principle here? And to Todd's point, yeah. it's it's difficult to say, well, don't prioritize piety. That's not what Todd is saying, obviously. I would love for all of us to be pious, can we just be badasses every now and again, though? Yeah. That's that's. I think that's all Todd is saying. Not that I, not that you need a translator, Todd. That's not what no, I'm. No, that's no, not what I'm saying. But could could we just could we focus? Can, I would love to have a day where we would rein in our badass so that we could be a little bit more Mike Pence. We have way yeah. too many Mike Pences yeah. right now. Yes. Mike. Yeah. You know the type of question Mike Pence asks. Um. Is it a sin to watch this movie? I, I mean, I'm glad for the guy that he has a principle that he sticks by, that he doesn't eat lunch with other women. That is that is great. He's been an abject failure yes, as this is a man. A great point, Aaron. Great point. So yes. that's 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 all I'm saying. For example, and I'll just 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 so I'm not I don't want to belabor this point too much more. Bella and I were watching something a few weeks ago, and it was just it was just, um, uh, it was an episode of Community, and it was just, uh, what's the word for it when you sin against the whole, the one sin, uh, sin against the Holy Spirit that can't be forgiven, uh, forgive me, blasphemy, it was just blasphemous. Blasphemy, yeah. And it yeah. was like, we don't enjoy this, so we're going to stop watching. That's, that that's happens what, with my that. wife and I oh. frequently, yeah, yeah, we just tap yeah. out. Yep. One of the one of the one of the few times I think I've audibly heard the voice of God. I told you before, I was a baby Christian. I go to put in Kill Bill Volume One, and it gets ten minutes into this, and I I mean I literally hear a voice in my head say, "Why are you watching this?" I didn't have a good answer, so I just got up off the off the lazy boy, took the DVD. That's how long ago that was. Took the DVD out. Yeah, never watched any more of it again. You know, um, 
Let me tell you, though, you just made it the point you just made, Aaron, about how many of these we get about how much to pull back as opposed to pull forward. Um, yeah. Is a, is a key point about the state of masculinity. And this actually goes to the conversation we were just having a minute ago. Okay. Ladies, trust me. Now, you don't want a creeper. You know, you don't make him feel, make, make you feel uncomfortable. But you want to be dating and engaged to the guy who's having a hard time making it to the wedding night. Not to the guy who doesn't seem whatsoever like he just, you know, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm totally patient. I'm good here. Trust me. There's two, only two reasons why he's the latter. One, he's getting it someplace else. Two, you ain't going to be getting it at all. <laughs> Sorry, those are the only two reasons, okay? I mean, I, that you, you're, you're looking for the guy who's like, I don't, this is getting you know, harder and harder, so to speak, here. I'm not sure I'm going to make it. You're looking for that guy. You're not looking for the guy that's like, I can just handle this, you know. I've got total control here. I mean, I'm going to... I've. No interest, and we will perform our perfunctionary duties on the for the consummation. There's the, the Dave thereof. Chappelle voice. There it is. That's what yes. I'm talking about. Did you like about. that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. And, and, but but, but it, that's the issue I get concerned about is that most of it is most of it is how pensive am I allowed should I be as opposed to how aggressive should I be? Understand you're here as a believer because your Lord went through a torture with a cat of nine tails. But they put the bones of animals and their teeth on the end of whips. They dug them into his flesh. They removed the, the cutaneous flesh, his skin. The mucous membrane was exposed. Rib cages were exposed. Membrane, marrow exposed. Blood splattered. Flesh splattered. That was what a scourging of ancient Rome was. They did this repeatedly. Smack after smack after smack after smack with the whip. They put a crown of thorns, dug it into his temple, causing his head to bleed. He was already covered with dirt and sweat beyond recognition. They then took nails. They pounded them through his feet and his hands, blood spurting like it's a a scene out of a Friday the 13th film. The clang of the hammer into the metal of the nails. The, 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 un, the unholy sound of the nail making its way through the fleshy part of the hand and the feet. I can't even, it's a gurgling. I can't even begin to emulate that for you. And that was what happened before they strung him up. But you're right. Avoid all mature rated R content. That's pretty rated R. Put a guy in a hockey mask and put a teenage girl there. And we call that a slasher film. And that's what they did to our Lord. That's what we did to our Lord. So there's your answer. Good question. The Lord has a much easier time toning down your aggression and channeling your um, initiative and desire and ambition into its rightful channeling and play in, in place than trying to jumpstart your engine. Um, where are we going next? Got oh, less than a minute left here. Don't, don't forget to donate to our friends at Preborn. I, they're a great ministry. I mean, they're on the street helping babies, helping moms in crisis like my mom was. 
uh, babies in the womb that might get aborted like I almost was. And they offer aftercare as well, maternity care. Um, we're talking baby clothes, car seats, everything. It's not just they're trying to save the baby, but they're trying to save the mama as well. They know that that's the beginning of a family. You can donate to them. They do this all free of charge with donations from people like us. Pound 250 and say the keyword to uh, baby on your mobile phone. Pound 250 keyword baby on your mobile phone or just go to preborn.com slash Steve. Gentlemen, have a great weekend. You too. We'll catch same same to all of you. We'll catch you on Monday. Until then, John 317.